0: Hey there, and welcome to day 214 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast with matching YouTube channel that's titled just the same. I'm Andrea. It is late, middle of the night, but I knew I needed uh, to still get a piece out to you. And so, um, sorry, I've got my little middle of the night voice and I'm kind of trying to keep it quiet because I just let Griffin out and he will go nuts if he thinks he's not in here when I'm uh, podcasting to you guys. <laughs> Um, But he needs to be sleeping. He needs to be in bed. So with that, I found a piece. It is called At the Wheel. And so it begins. As I pushed on the front door to exit the downtown bar and grill with a couple friends, there was somebody on the other side of the door opening it. It caused me to fall at the rate that I pushed and yanked me at the rate that they pulled all at the same time. And I, honest to goodness, ran right into this young man's chest. Right into it. Face literally right into his chest. Cotton pressed fresh against my cheek. Embarrassed and laughing outrageously at such an awkward thing. I pulled back from the navy blue and gold striped rugby shirt I had buried my nose and face in and looked up at the extra tall beast. Little did I know, Dakota, Riley, and Georgia, that I was looking at my future husband, your very father, and all of the joys and pains that would journey right with it. But Father God knew all along. God knew all along. I was leaving. He was arriving. Bam. God's will be done since the beginning and the end. Darn it. I had forgotten to text my mom and dad that me and the baby ducks were on the road for their home for Thanksgiving break like I had promised. Where on earth is my phone scrambling, reaching, driving with a hand and a knee? I found my phone tucked down between the seat and the console and turned it on to illuminate the screen. What on earth? A random email to me which was already opened. So I read every last hilarious word from this handsome stranger wearing a cowboy hat who spoke right to my heart as if he knew me. Oh, no, no. Um, No, I'm not dating. I'm moving. I'm showing my children their new schools over Thanksgiving break. I have a plan, God. It's a good one. Trust me here, God. I've got this one. I've got it all figured out. Thank you, Lord. But I think I got what you quote said. I can take it from here. Little did I know, Dakota, Riley, and Georgia, that I was reading the words of your stepfather and that my heart would be captured in the good times and in the bad since the beginning and the end. And God saw that it was good. God had a different plan. And God saw that his was better. relax. It's all, quote, set up. God has the wheel. And if he doesn't own the driver's seat in your life yet, let him have it. He doesn't promise that it will make things a whole lot easier, but one whole heck of a lot more exciting. He knows where you are going next. He knows the perfect route to get you there. He can even predict the weather. <laughs> Father God even knows what and whom to expect along the way. Prepare all you want. Go right ahead. Plan. Plan away. But expect his will to be done, because only he holds, quote, well, it's in capitals, the map. So trust him. Enjoy the ride. But expect adventure at every turn. Trust him. Give God the wheel. I love you. I'm going to guess that would have spoken to a few of you at just the little spot and spaces and places that you're at right now. Um, One of the cutest little stories I could tell you right now is I had um, a friend that lived here in my little town with me. And then she got so kind of confused because she thought she had a good plan. and, And it was really clear that the Lord was moving her to Boulder. And she went, she went faithfully, um, you know, and I know she probably had some reservations about it. But with that, I met her for lunch when I was visiting just over the 4th of July weekend. You know, I went to Estes Park and I was like, hey, I'm coming on through Boulder, let's get together for lunch, and we did. And I'll tell you what, if that little whoop, she couldn't really understand what the Lord was doing. And I remember telling her, when she was considering, you know, moving to Boulder. And she's like, I'm just not sure. And and I remember, it's probably even in a text thread of ours where I remember telling her, I said, "What, what would happen, you know, what would happen here if you were so surprised that the Lord actually has your husband, your future husband for you in that decision to move to Boulder? And, you know, she moved like, and I'm meeting with her last July and I'll be doggone if those two, she did meet her future husband. And if those two aren't already married, just absolutely happy and thrilled and serving the Lord. And like who on earth would have guessed that, that timeframe? Who would have guessed that orchestration? Who would have guessed that from that obedience, something that he was trying to do all along came together? It it's just absolutely hilarious to think of us sitting at that little restaurant in Boulder, not a guy in sight for her, last July, you know, eating our little yum bowls or whatever the heck we, we got, and just kind of giggling at the delight of everything that the Lord could do, and he did, and he still is, and he will, and he was, right? Like, he's been there, you guys, so I think that's kind of a fun little example to the way that the Lord works through doing exactly what he needs to do. There's some things at the end I'll read to you. It says in italics, Everything comes into our lives exactly when it is supposed to, lasts exactly as long as it is supposed to last, and teaches us exactly what we are supposed to learn. I like that. I'm reading it again because I botched it up a little bit. It says everything comes into our lives exactly when it is supposed to, lasts exactly as long as it is supposed to last, and teaches us exactly what we are supposed to learn. And that's from Melody. I remember her, Melody at BraveGirlsClub.com. She's just a doll. It's another one italicized. It says you cannot personally ordain anything in your life that was not already preordained by God himself since the beginning of time. Nothing. And that's from Bishop T. D. Jakes. And absolutely, Bishop, I wholeheartedly believe that is scripture. I believe that to be very true. It says in italics. In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. From Proverbs 169. And then another Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. From Proverbs nineteen twenty one. No kidding. So with this, I'm being a chicken right now. I have to tell you all this. I have to be super honest. That we had a speaker that my church absolutely adores. Um, and he was wonderful. Do not get me wrong. But came and visited the church a couple weekends ago. And in that, you could tell that in his message that unknowingly, like I say, no one was trying to do any harm or lead anybody astray, but very much unknowingly, uh, gave a message that just was not in keeping with the scriptures, um, not in keeping with the very heartbeat of the Lord, if you will. And, you know, everyone raved about how good this was and et cetera, and I thought to talk to somebody about it, but I had someone with me visiting, so you know I of course made that comfortable for them when leaving and Then I thought, well, I'll mention it to my study group you know the following week, and I'll see if anybody else felt like they were hearing you know some false theology, et cetera um but then, because my mom was in the i c u right I ended up arriving to my study group first thing in the morning, like oh, probably ten minutes late which isn't the norm for me and so you know they just kind of rolled things out and and I followed suit so it allowed me to just be a chicken it probably is still a conversation that I have to have because even in the service last week they mentioned you know this great message that we had again and I'm just sitting there going how on earth can you how on earth could some of the elders that are super mature in their faith not have picked up the clue phone that that was false theology. It, it just is like mind-blowing to me. Um, and so I still have to have that little conversation. And so I'll just give it to you in a nutshell because it's a common one. It's a common one that it feels good. They call it tickling your ears in Scripture, if you will. It feels good. You want to believe it. You want to kind of follow it, but it just flat isn't true. Um, but it's kind of this feel-good message of this. Ready? It was a feel-good message of if anything good happens in your life, that's from God because the innate nature of God is goodness. And then if anything bad happens in your life, that comes from the devil because the devil is everything that is bad and everything that doesn't feel good. And that theology is just completely skewed just as I was showing you um, just easily, just through a couple scriptures there. And... uh, bishop td jakes he's absolutely correct then so was melody those words that i read from they're correct they are absolutely scripture filled and not like scripture a la carte filled either they're like the whole scope and compass of the prophecy like I've always said to you, you guys know I love Psalm 139. I mean, if there's anything you can do for yourself, go read that. And um, my piece called, If You Bel- If We Believe Psalm 139, which we do, it's kind of a parody on it, um, then these things have been predetermined and people struggle with that. So even this gentleman that, like I say, was delivering this this message was adding confusion, because he said this statement, and I, I'm almost word for quoting this. He said, God is absolutely in control of everything, but he doesn't control everything. And we kind of all sat there and went, oh wait, man, he's in control of everything, but he doesn't control everything. So it gives this image, if you will, a free choice, like a chess game. Like somehow the Lord is, responding to us like he's not in control of us like like we make a move and then the lord is like oh no Romans 828 now i better make a move and then we make a move and the lord's like oh no Romans 828 i'll make a move. no it's not a chess game you guys he's not so so out of control um, <laughs> that he's responding to us uh, my example even to a friend recently who found out about a surprise baby you know And, you know, she's kind of a Twitter and caught in some of the, you know, surprise and just kind of the drama around it. And, you know, my response back to her was, hey, 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 the Lord is not surprised by this baby. The Lord planned and predestined and ordained this baby to be born before even one day came to be. I mean, that is the Psalms 139 life that he knows when that baby's coming in. He knows exactly the day that that baby's going out. Um, the Lord isn't like up on the throne going, whoa, whoa, unplanned pregnant, you know, no, <laughs> no such thing. You guys like no such thing. That baby is so ridiculously planned with a purpose. Just like I've been saying, that baby is a miracle, just as you are a miracle. And what it took for me to gain this clarity, what it took for me to gain this clarity was super duper painful. But it was when I was pregnant with baby Georgia and I had cancer and I was in a, I was in a porcupine marriage is what we'll call it. (laughs) Very scary time for me. And I was literally holding the Bible in my hand and I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I believe that the, I felt like it was a, um, what am I looking for? the equation, I was holding the Bible and saying to the Lord, I feel like the equation to my healing, the words, the equation that you're going to show me to my healing is in here for healing. It has to be in here. You did not not show us how to heal ourselves. It's in here. And that's what I was telling him is I'm going to find it. And I did. (laughs) And I absolutely did. But it wasn't until I literally thanked the Lord for my cancer. I found it. What is it? Thessalonians? I'll find it, you guys. There's a verse in Thessalonians which says to give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. And I was like, okay. Because that told me I'm going to thank the Lord for my cancer. And when I thanked Him for giving me cancer, I am telling you, it unleashed everything. It was one of the most unbelievable revelations as a Christ follower that I've ever had. Because it was almost like I couldn't hear from him. I couldn't discern him. I couldn't figure out. I couldn't make sense of. I was so hurt by. I couldn't, you know, it was all of these. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And then once I said to the Lord, I thank you for my cancer. It's like he all of a sudden just turned and went, okay, now we have something we can work with. It was like, He could hardly even work together with me in relationship until I acknowledged him and said, You are the giver of all things good. And everything hard that happens to me is good. That's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. It is for our betterment and good. And when I thanked him, I am telling you what, I found the absolute, just like I'm saying, the equation to healing. So I know this one is thick, you guys. This is going spaces and places that um, I didn't think when I very first started reading this, but I know that these words are for you and I know that they're from the Lord. And I've done so much study to know through apologetics and through experience and through scripture and faith that these words are from him and that they are good. Um, it, it, is a, it is a false belief that these bad things come from the enemy. The enemy, people give the enemy so much more power and he loves it. When, we, when we're when we like, oh yeah, yeah, he blah, he this, he gave that person blah. Oh my gosh, he gets credit for so much that he does not. He would love, the enemy would love, love, love to have you think that he can physically do things. Like, How many conferences have I been at where the lights have gone out and and people are sitting there, all the Twitter going, oh my gosh, well, clearly the Lord's so intimidated by what's happening. Or, pardon me, clearly the enemy's so intimidated by what's happening here that he turned the lights out. Oh no. (laughs) No. Nope. You guys, the enemy didn't turn the lights out. (laughs) <laughs> the enemy did not turn the lights out, let me tell you, it, but he he loves the idea that anybody would give him that much credit, he just lives for it, but to the degree that the enemy does have power, he has magnificent power, because he has the power over our mind, right, he, that thief is out to kill steal and destroy and he does have the power over our mind but boy we start giving him credit if he literally had that power if he were just able to give someone cancer in an instant if he were able to put somebody in a car wreck just like that if he were able to do oh my gosh like we would all be dead he hates us he absolutely hates Christ followers he just doesn't have that power but he ridiculously would want you to think that he does. Does that make sense? I hope that this is all making sense. Anyway, it's late. It's middle of the night. That's some good little nuggets. Um, and so I've got to get some rest here. And of course, I'll be chatting at y'all tomorrow. But I know that's thick, but it's exciting. It was just a game changer when the Lord, I mean, Jesus, like things turned in relationship. It was just like him saying to me, now, We have something we can work with because I finally understood the full dynamic and encompass of his love, despite going through super hard things. That's why, like I say, James, Jesus brother, consider it pure joy when you go through suffering and trials of many kinds. So have a good night. I'll be chatting at you. Take care.